Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Please pray. Father, be with us this morning. May your spirit guide our thoughts. Amen. We hear stories of great men and women of faith who have a close and deep relationship with their Father God. Isn't that what we all desire? As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul longs for you, O Lord. But there are also stories of simple folk, like me and you perhaps, who change the world through their prayer. As Dwight Moody said, I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. And I will not let what I cannot do interfere with what I can do. You may have heard of the book Dirty Glory. It tells many stories of answered prayer. Several are similar to the experiences that we are currently having here at Burlington. A number of us have been very excited by this book. I know the title is somewhat surprising, should I say? But if you read it, you'll understand what the title means. One story in the book is about how revival came to the Hebrides. It all started in a small village on the island of Lewis. Two sisters, Christine and Peggy Smith, were sitting by their fire one night, lost in prayer. One was 82. She was bent double with arthritis. The other was 84. She was blind. They couldn't do much, but they could certainly pray. On this particular night, they were overwhelmed by the absence of young people in their churches. They poured out their hearts to their father. Suddenly, one of the women received a vision of young people pouring into the church. Nowadays, we might miss, we might dismiss such a picture, but these prayer warriors called their minister and they said to him, you need to be getting ready. Revival is coming. Somewhat perplexed, he asked, well, what do you suggest that I do? What should you do, they gasped. Why, man? You should pray. The two 80-year-olds made a deal with him. If you and the elders will pray twice a week, every week, at the other end of the village, then we will pray here. And so it was agreed. They prayed for five hours, twice a week. For months and months, the elders continued to pray at one end of the village and the sisters at the other, convinced that God had spoken. 
And when God makes a promise, it's our job to pray it into being. There were no instant answers, no more visions, nothing. Until one evening, one of the elders stood up and he read from Psalm 24. Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean heart and pure hands. The other way around. Clean hands and a pure heart. He who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god, they will receive the blessing from the Lord. The minister stood up and he said, Brethren, it is just so much humbug to pray night after night if we ourselves are not right with God. He paused. And then he fell to his knees. I asked myself, is my heart pure? Are my hands clean? And he cried out to God. And they all prayed with a renewed urgency. Suddenly, the power of God filled that place. And so revival came. After faithful prayer and honest repentance, the people of God saw people coming to faith. 75% of the copper. 75% of the population gave their lives to Jesus and the church is filled with young people. I've been thinking about prayer because I know that my prayer life could be much more than it is. I long to know Jesus and the Father more intimately through the Holy Spirit. As Dave from IIC said last month, to gain a deeper understanding of our Father in heaven, the Holy One. Over the past few years, I've been asking myself, how? How can I draw closer to God? How can I know the Father's will and be more in tune with him? In Psalm 34, it says, The Lord watches over those who do what is right, and he listens to their prayers. Our desire is to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and to see the Father glorified. Prayer is vital for our health, the church, the world, and for the kingdom of God. The disciples knew that prayer was central to Jesus' relationship with his Father. So what is prayer? One definition might be a passion for the presence of God. Prayer changes things. It seems that before anything major happens, like revival, there is a story of people faithfully praying beforehand. And we long for a major happening of God's kingdom in our town. Ken from TK spoke of the desperate need for God's mercy in Ipswich. 
he gave frightening statistics of the overwhelming need on our very doorstep. One problem that I think we all experience is that we pray and nothing appears to happen. We may have faith. We may believe that we are praying in the Father's will. And yet we do not see prayers answered. How can that be? After all, Jesus said, Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Soon after we came to Burlington, Simon gave a series on prayer. It's well worth listening to again. I was moved. And so I began to seek God for more. My desire was for a closer connection with God. And many of us, I know, have that same desire to come closer to God. We don't have to do it alone. Our groups and communities help us not only to develop our own spiritual lives, but also they encourage us to share our faith. And I think it's easier, at least it is for me, to do it together by sharing our stories of God's goodness. So if you are not part of a group, join one. Ask someone how, where, when, if you don't know. Or just come to our house and pray with us. I have become much bolder in talking to people and sharing my faith in Jesus. So far, I haven't met anyone who's said no if I ask if they would like to pray for something. I used to hesitate, but now I am much more courageous. Over the years in Burlington, I have learned more and more about the Father's heart, his love. I love being here. We are challenged, encouraged, and nurtured. Jesus said, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us. And so my quest started with a yearning to pray. But I had a secret. Even though I had my wonderful husband and a busy, thriving family of five daughters with all their friends, and boyfriends, husbands, and our lovely grandchildren. Somewhere deep inside, I felt alone. It may sound silly, but I was lonely. And I know now that it was because my heart and soul longed for a closer relationship with Jesus. I wonder how many of us feel that same aloneness. Perhaps we don't feel part of things. We feel that we're on the edge and we don't belong. Maybe we even think, I'll go somewhere else. Always hoping and looking for a better experience. My guy captain used to say, Jane, you can't run away from yourself. Don't blame others for your problems. You will always take them with you. So far from solving problems by running away, 
to the greener grass over the fence. I needed to dig in. That's the truth. I couldn't fill that God hole inside me with things or even with people. I had to discover how to draw closer to God. And anyway, it's, it's not easy to move to a new church. All the friends and acquaintances that you've made, your role and place in this community. In a new church, you have to start all over. You will agree with me, I am sure, that to become part of things, you have to give of yourself. It takes commitment to belong, and it's as much about giving as receiving. Before coming to this church, life had been difficult for us for several years. Our beloved Usher was dying of cancer, and that was hard. The only thing that matters, uh, the only thing that makes walking through the darkness possible is that God walks through the darkness with us. The most frightening reality is not the darkness, but being separated from God in it. Oh, how we prayed for Usher. But we didn't see the answers that we wanted or expected. Sometimes we pray and nothing happens. We cry out to God, why? And we don't hear the answer. We thrash around, did I not have enough faith? Did I not pray aright? Is God really there? Usher was an inspiration. His faith was strong. In fact, over the years, he drew closer to God. And I know that now he is with his Lord. We must not let apparent failure, unanswered prayer, define the prayer that we make today. Or the past dictate our future relationship with God. When a child asks for something, the answer may well be no. And the child will not understand. But that doesn't stop him from coming to ask again for what he needs. I have a question. When you're having one of those days and everything seems to go, to go wrong, which do you think comes first? Are you out of sorts because everything is going wrong? Or is everything going wrong because you're out of sorts? And does it make a difference how you started the day? On the other hand, have you had one of those days when all the lights are green? Every door seems to open. Everyone is in when you phone and you ask, Is that you, God? Are you really interested in all that I do? This reminds me of my daughter, Charlie. When she was about seven, she had a day off school. It was the first time that she'd been ill. I had the usual day planned. Shopping, posting letters, cooking. Just as we all do. Preparing everything to keep the family well, 
happy and looked after. At the end of the day, she said, Mummy, I never knew you did so much while I was at school. I thought you just went home and had a cup of coffee until it was time to get me again. She didn't realise that unseen and unsaid, I was working for the family while she was at school. Isn't that how it is with our Heavenly Father? He doesn't slumber. He doesn't slumber, but is working for our good. I often wonder how often we do not even notice. Or perhaps we may even think, God doesn't care. When in fact, he has seen everything and he knows. But I digress. I prayed. Well, it was more pleading than prayer. I cried, Father, draw me closer to you. I want to know more of you. And I heard an almost audible voice reply, Read my word. I responded, Lord, you know that I read from your Bible every day. I asked again and again, but always the same answer. Read my word. Well, when this had happened several times, I had to stop and consider. What am I missing here? How do I need to read his word? And so I started taking soap much more seriously. The way that we have learned to study together. First, read the scripture. Then observe which verse or thought stands out for today. Ask God how we should apply it to our lives. And then pray that the Holy Spirit will help us put it into practice. I found a prayer partner that I could be accountable to. And I made sure that I not only read, observe, and reflect, but then I let the Holy Spirit change my heart and my life. Jesus focused on God by setting time aside to communicate with him. How much more important is it for us to do the same? Recognizing that he is the creator our Father, the Holy One. And so, to close my thoughts this morning, God loves us to talk to him about everything. We can be confident that when we approach him, he hears us. Sometimes, I think we focus on the results of our prayers. We want our prayers to be effective. Perhaps we lose sight of the incredible privilege that it is to come to the Creator. And even more amazing is the fact that he hears us and acts on our behalf. Jesus suffered and died to make it possible for us to approach 
the throne of grace in worship and prayer. I am thankful for the times when I have known hardship, pain and difficulties, for that is when I most see God's hand at work. My poverty brings into focus God's abundance. At the heart of the gospel is the greatest invitation ever made. God invites us to be close, to enjoy his company. Jesus taught that we can come just as we are, insecure, imperfect, unworthy. This is the most amazing invitation. So come to him. He waits for you. Perhaps we shouldn't be looking for answers. Always asking God to do something. But instead, let us be very, very thankful that we can trust him. For his plans are to prosper and not to harm us. Even when we don't understand. Perhaps we should just be thankful that he loves us and he cares for us. That we can come close to him. Because that is the truth. To be in his presence is enough. Amen. So let us sing together now. Jesus, be the center. <laughs>